22-19 San Francisco in the overtime. Chiefs will throw it on third and one. Mahomes is going to run it. 30-yard line. 25-20. Mahomes inside the 15 and down to the 13-yard line. Cannon is in at running back. First down and goal to go. Play action fake. Right side throw. Touchdown. Kansas City. McCall Hardman. McCall Hardman with the catch on the right side. Kansas City wins the game. 25-22. And the Chiefs kingdom has started its own history class. It's Cofield and Company, live from the Battle Born Broadcast Center, only on ESPN Las Vegas. Five o'clock hours here. Chiefs did it again, did it again, back to back. Now they're in a position to go for a three-peat. They won three of five. Patrick Mahomes is the greatest 20-something quarterback in NFL history. We can argue over if he's the greatest ever, right? We still need time. I think he's awesome. I think he's actually, you know, talent-wise, he's better than Brady. But Brady is the greatest winner of all time in the National Football League. And quarterbacks and teams go through, over the course of a quarterback's career, if he's there for 15, 18 years, there's different versions of the team. So I think this, to me, is like the second version of the Mahomes-Reed era. There's going to be a version that has no Reed around, no Kelsey around, We'll get into that this hour. It's Adam Hill. It's Cofield, Battlemore Broadcast Center. Damon is with us back at the Finley Toyota Studios. Damon, we never got to ask you in hour number one, how did the Chiefs winning make you feel? Because it absolutely depressed me. And I cut off the night yesterday very, very early. I wanted to stay quiet, but I'm in the Miles camp. I Miles Simmons greatness. said uh, he loves watching greatness. He loved it with Tom Brady, and he loves it now. I was at home screaming, the GOAT. Why were you? Who are you screaming at to? Like why? Because my it's step like to yourself? No, because my stepdad is a massive hater. He's also a Ravens fan. He's from Baltimore. Oh, okay. So he's just. I don't want to see Mahomes win. I don't want to see Kelsey and Swift. And I just have to let him know he's the goat. It is fun piling on someone who's miserable about the whole thing. I actually at the party I went to. It. Uh, I was with a Bills fan. The Chargers fan, the SO, uh, three kind of neutral fans, and then two more that just they bet the Chiefs, so they were kind of intense trying to get the Chiefs to win. But if they had wanted to, they really could have rode like me, the SO, and uh, my Bills fan friend into the ground by busting our chops, but they were nice. Yeah, most people, I didn't need it. Most people aren't, especially most football fans aren't nice. In that no, regard. no. I had a, you know, it's funny, I'm sitting there, I have a, a Jets pullover on after the game and I think I was ranting or something about Mahomes or Reed or the Chiefs or Chiefs fans and some Niners fan walks by me and turns around for a second like you, you have something to say I'm like wearing a jet jacket what what am I I'm mocking on the Niners you guys are the freaking all-time franchise get out of here like I don't need it I'm already mad that the Chiefs won yeah, don't you know don't come at me come on we're all miserable bro we're all miserable except for the idiots walking around in red I was miserable because I was drenched in champagne you did get drenched in champagne. Uh, probably the best spot of any media person, onlooker, in the Chiefs locker room was Adam Hill. And as many uh, tweeters have told him, uh, they didn't appreciate him celebrating with the Chiefs. Yeah. Documenting it. Documenting it. Just- you were loving every second of it. I didn't like the. I didn't like how the uh, the CBS employees were stalking Taylor Swift and 
celebrating her, celebrating the Chiefs' win by putting them and her on camera. Well, she didn't get in the locker room, right? No, that's got that's that's got to be that's the Chiefs' moment. They should have let her in. No. Also, is there there's, a, there's there's various states of undress in there. There I, wasn't. I, I, there I, wasn't I, yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Like, it was I'm, all I'm sitting there as a big lineman, and Taylor Swift walks in. I drop my pants, and I got like post game shrinkage. I'm like, oh, great. Great. I'm rocking a thimble right why now. Would you, why would you purposely wait till she walks in to drop your pants? Uh, you haven't seen players do that when females run in the room? Sure. Obnoxious. Uh, I, a, I'll tell you, a Hall of Fame uh, inductee to, that was named over the weekend, he's a big fella. And he had no problem dropping trowel when we were all in the locker room. I'm like, okay, head up. Any clue who it is? Uh, no. 6'6", uh, 275, former college basketball player as well. I thought he didn't get in. Oh, he didn't? I thought he did. What? Oh. Who's, who's in? Oh, uh, never mind. I was I was thinking you meant Antonio Gates, but no, which that's a joke that he's not yeah. in. No, Julius Peppers. Oh, okay. So he would do it. Absolutely. Very comfortable. Yeah, she wasn't in there. I didn't but, look, but I heard no shrinkage. Uh but no, they they, they weren't <laughs> using they weren't really using the locker room to change yesterday. It was all celebration. Okay. And I think after the, you know, forty minutes or whatever we get in there, that's when they went about their business. It's time to talk about the NFL and break down what's going to happen in the future and who can stop these Chiefs madmen. Uh, but I do have to address something we just hit on with Matt Jacob. We haven't really commented on Purdy it, it, beyond saying, I don't think they can win a Super Bowl with Brock Purdy. I think he's a middle-of-the-road quarterback in the National Football League. Um, Matt said that Purdy played well, and but there was also the qualifier of second year. Like I don't, I don't care that it's second yeah. year. Um, he he missed on at well, least on. Also, he missed on at least two deep shots near the end zone or going into the end zone. You got you got to nail those far more. He short hopped a wide open receiver on a, like a ten yard out route too. Um, to the to the point of for a second year guy. If you're like, hey, he played well for a second year guy, he's only in this position because he's a second year guy, and you have to you have yep. to point that out. They have incredible talent everywhere else that is supporting him and carrying him because he's a second-year player. So you can't say for a second-year guy is good. He's only allowed to have this team around him because he's a second-year player. Once they have to pay him, he can't have the team around him anymore. So you do have to qualify that when you talk about it. And I'll also say, look, these things don't happen much when people say I was wrong or whatever. It's been an ongoing argument where I've been saying and screaming around among the Raiders media people, he's just not that good. He's very he's very adept at using the talent, getting in their hands, letting them make plays, using the defense, all those other things. Like that's what he can do. He's not that good. Somebody yesterday walked over in the press box at the Super Bowl and said, "You're right. He stunk yesterday, and he's he's been bad for much of the playoffs. Like this this is it's not it's not anything new. Again, he's good for." what he is of carrying all this other talent around him and letting them go. But that's not what it's going to be after they pay him. And we had, we had David Ficillo in and I respect his opinion, but on the, they can't win with Purdy. Um, part of his response was, well, he can get them there. If you, if you're there, then you can win. But that's true. You got to lead in the I mean, Super Bowl. You're, you're, you on, can win. you're on the dance floor, but unfortunately you got to make more plays. Well, again, like you, that's also, what does that mean? Like, Trent Dilfer didn't win a Super Bowl. Like, guys have won Super Bowls that weren't great players. You can win a Super Bowl without a great player, a great quarterback. You need all this other all this other ability around him, all this talent around him, all these great coaches around him. You need all those things. Any quarterback can win a Super Bowl in that situation. They can. 
but it's it's having that perfect mix and then not having it anymore once you do have to pay somebody. It's a different situation. First half to second half, the change with the offense and with what Mahomes could get done for Kansas City, 298, second half in overtime, total offense. He was responsible for 266 of them. Uh, three Super Bowl wins now. Fourth quarters, nine drives. This would include overtimes. Nine drives, six touchdowns, three field goals. He is, and they are at their best in those, uh-oh, clutch moments. What could the Niners have done yesterday well, to make sure that that – they put more points on the board in the first half and down the stretch. I mean, the over th- overtime thing is a major botch. With Patrick Mahomes, you have to have the ball last. But what could they have done? Where were they inefficient in the first half? Because I think we all we all looked up at the screen. We're like 10-3 after that first half and how Travis Kelsey's got one catch. What if Mahomes threw like eight times in the first half? A yep. beautiful half. It seemed like a 10-3. blowout. It seemed like a blowout. The Chiefs, the Chiefs defense was good. and. Yep. Look, the, the the fumble by McCaffrey on the opening drive, which they looked like they, for all intents and purposes, were going to go down and score a touchdown and set the tone and have a 7 nothing lead, and he fumbled. Uh, like, that was that was massive. And, and that was part of why I think that was, to me, their best drive that they had going. So, to me, that was – that's part of why we all looked at it as kind of a blowout first half, even though it wasn't, because that, that drive was so good until it wasn't. So I think that's part of where you go. But you can also look and say, look, if the Chiefs didn't fumble inside the 10, they would have been ahead at the half. Well, the other one likely. is, I mean, bad luck, sort of bad execution later in the game with the muff punt. That is the worst. When someone on the uh, in front of the return man is turned around off their leg. Yeah. I mean, that, Ugh. that really was a massive turning point because, you know, the Chiefs thought they'd come out in the second half and just score right away. They didn't. And they were actually struggling still in the second half until that until that play. And you can see the 49ers kind of fall apart because what they kind of had going for them was they were playing really well. They had the lead and they were just kind of holding on to it. It was one of those things where like holding on by a string. And once it was cut with that fumble, that string gets cut and everything just completely unravels after that was how it worked. Now they fought their way back and they stayed in it. But I think that play right there uh, was such a big play. And it impacted so many other things that happened the rest of the way. But as you said earlier, the Niners can get back and they can get back with Purdy because of the NFC. Who can who can step up and take out the Niners Lions? who has who has a better shot? Do they? Can they? Sure. I actually kind of believe in them. I'm not an anti Jared Goff guy. Me neither. Obviously, I love him. I mean, you would think the Eagles could, but is Sirianni going to get it together? He's got a lot of help. Do you have confidence in the Eagles? There's Jason Kelsey coming back. That's a big one. And what happens if the Eagles actually could make the Super Bowl and the Kansas City Chiefs are there? Who who has Kelsey? That's a good point. Right? That's a good point. Okay. I mean, none. you want to make a pitch for the Cowboys? Come on. 
Yeah, this maybe the next year will be Dax year. There we go. That sounded really spirited. Mike Zimmer is the DC. They got the come on, yeah, Steve. Let's go. Anyone else? Because we got a laundry list of teams in the AFC that should be able to give them some trouble along the way. Uh, yeah, a lot of yeah, a lot of AFC. Who are, teams, who are you encouraged by in the NFC? I mean, are, are the Packers going to get to the, that level this next year? They could. I don't know that they necessarily will. I mean, how good is Caleb going to be? I don't think the Bears can get there. I mean, you just look around, like, who who is there? Who's going to step up? Now, I don't think any of us expected the Texans to be really good this year, and they were. So a team could kind of pop up like that. But on paper right now, as we sit here, it's going to be tough I mean, to imagine it happening. I think the, the team with an outside shot could be the Rams. Maybe. Oh man. But what? What's? I mean, that, that was not good. What? What's Stafford's health situation going to be? Yeah, that's a problem. You just don't know. So you just look around. There's just there's not. Again, we have a long way to go. There's draft. There's free agency. There's all these other things that are happening. There's a lot of changes that are going to be between now and then. But right now, on paper, it is tough to imagine it. All right, I'll start naming AFC teams, and we'll go back and forth. Demond Bengals with a healthy borough. Are we just saying contender? No, we're saying they are going to stop the Chiefs and go to the Super Bowl. No. Somewhere in the playoffs, someone has to beat the Chiefs and knock them out. It might have to be the AFC Championship game because to this point, Mahomes makes every one of them. They've done it before, but I don't think they can do it. Why not? This is how much I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I don't care who it is, Steve. Right, this is going to be a tough one. This is going to be a real tough one. We're talking about Adam Hill's objectivity when it comes to the NFL, and he doesn't really get high or low on teams winning. I was very depressed yesterday with the Chiefs. Chargers and Harbaugh and Herbert. They're going to be really good. <laughs> <laughs> Will they be good enough next year with some changes because they are going to have to lop off some money? Like I have a feeling one of those defensive linemen is going bye-bye. So it ends. With Khalil Mack and Bosa, Bosa would be very costly. I think they, they need to beef up their they need to beef up their the interior of the defensive line, so they better get multiple guys in the draft. Well, these are but these are very hard to do right now because I think there's two paths for the Chargers to go, the way they should go and what they are going to do. What do you think? Where they, they should, should they go? They tank should tear next down? year. They should tank next year and tank in the way of just cut all the cap money you need to do. I'm not saying lose every game for a draft pick. Right. Just take it in one fell swoop. We're gonna have a, a we're gonna be punished this year for the cap situation. Uh, reset everything, try to get to the end of all these contracts, and then really push in two years to rebuild, to use their cap space, to figure out how to play uh, within that within that cap, and to put the best team around Justin Herbert and uh, Jim Harbaugh as they should. Or do they try to piece everything possibly together and kick this can down the road for two or three years, try to compete for two or three years, and then deal with it at that point? Which I think they might do, but I think I would go with the first one. I would just take the take the the hurt right now. Right. Are the Texans, Demon, ready for a big jump up? Nice rise this year. Texans and CJ Stroud, can they be the chief stoppers? I think they're only going to get better, but next year they're not going to be the chief stoppers. No. Adam, Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, 
I think oh, really? They're, they're right there. Sure. He's going to get it together in the biggest games in the playoffs. Yeah. Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think so. Hmm. It wasn't his fault. It was the play calling. Do you guys believe that? A little bit of everything. It was also the Chiefs. Really good. Right. Well, we got to find someone who's going to knock them off. The Chiefs, the Chiefs are the team that's going to beat the Chiefs at some point. I, I want to get to that in a second. Um, Demon Jets and Aaron Rodgers. Next. Wow. <laughs> How come? He's coming off an Achilles injury at 40 years old, Steve. Let's is be he? real. We know he is. Yeah, my – I'm not so worried about Rodgers and the Jets' chances to be the chief stoppers. I'm worried about Jets' management. Because to – first of all, Robert Sala came out and was more worried – not more worried, but was getting freaked out by the media. I don't think their front office knows what the hell they're doing. I still don't know who said from week two on, let's give Zach Wilson a chance for eight weeks and tank our whole season. And then they were like, yeah, let's rubber stamp winning down the stretch. I mean, there, there's no direction. And then Woody Johnson comes out, the owner of the Jets last week, and he's like taking shots at Zach Wilson. It's your team. It's your organization. You do have final say. Who didn't know he was going to suck, Woody? Right. Well, the oh, oh, plan we need, was we, not they for basically Rogers like to get hurt. we need a real backup. Yeah, okay. the, plan, the plan was not for Roger, for Rogers not to get hurt. Obviously, no, I get it, but they still had a whole season in front of them. If you don't like Zach Wilson, you needed to see more. I'll move on. Uh, now we're going to test your objectivity again. The coolest sweatpants wearing nerd in all the NFL, Mike McDaniel and Tua, can they be the chief stoppers? Sure. Ooh. They're in the mix. Wow. You are not objective. Right, Damon? Although Damon might lack objectivity, he loves he loved hard knocks as well. And I think you how what did uh when we had Dan Marino on last week? Did that do anything for you? Yes, it did. Okay. Like Adam said, they're still in the mix. They're still in the mix. You completely nixed the Jets, but Tua and the Dolphins, who don't seem to be real effective in cold weather, when you have to probably have to beat the Chiefs in cold weather, you guys are in the mix. Okay. Okie dokie. That's why you get the number one seed. And, Damon, this one's for you. Because I still believe this is the team that can be the Chief Stoppers. It has to happen one of these years. The Buffalo Bills and Josh. I think their window's past them. What? Yep. Oh, yeah. So here comes Adam. It's oh, over. Yeah. Maybe not uh, for all of Josh Allen's career, but next year, they're, 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 you're not that guy, pal. You're not that guy. Why do you think it's over, Adam? Well, I told you it, uh, there, there was a, a high-ranking AFC executive that said he thought it was over before last year. Mm-hmm. And he said, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they have one year left being this past season. But after that, it's done. And, and look – at some point, like there's been some nicks and you know some small things here and there, he's going to be hurt at some point too. We haven't seen that yet. Like that's going to happen. And this year they, you know, they they protected him and hid him for like half the year to try to make sure he was healthy in the playoffs. And then he once again wasn't able to come through in the playoffs, as he's has been the case every single year. Somebody said the other day, Josh Allen is the best quarterback in the league, and I said, yeah, I 
I know he has three MVPs and four Super Bowl titles. That's good. Oh wait, no, he has zero and zero. Good one. Well, I think I presented a good lineup of quarterbacks and organizations that could take him out. And obviously, we know the quarterback is the key position. Um, there are some wild cards out there. Uh, will Deshaun Watson ever get back to what Deshaun Watson was? Because the Browns are a pretty good team. If he does, Adam, they could be very plucky. Yeah, I, I still believe in Deshaun Watson. Is there something the Steelers can do to make a change of quarterback well, that'll put them there? If it's is, is it Kirk Cousins? Is no. it make a trade for Justin Fields? No. Really? Even with Justin Fields or Kirk Cousins, the Steelers can't can't be a contender. Not a high with, level not, not with Cousins. I mean, potentially Fields makes them dynamic enough in the on the offensive side, uh, maybe. But I mean, they're also so buried in that division. Like, are they gonna catch Lamar and the Browns? I don't think so. And well, by the way, Bengals are healthy again. So Good luck there. Why didn't you mention the Raiders and all this? Come on, better wild card team. I don't mean make it as a wild card, but the team with like tremendous upside that maybe gets to eleven or twelve wins. Better one. Jaguars or Colts? When it comes to the quarterback, we haven't seen AR enough yep. to know if he's going to be that guy. I mean, are we talking about a top five coach here in the NFL and Shane Steichen? Let's ease it. Let's ease it. I know. I know well, that I last week, real quiet. last week you were in Colts heaven. I think you were swayed a little, little, little bit alongside JVT with all the Colts that we had on the on the show. We had a lot of Colts on, and uh, Zaire Franklin got me real juiced up about Anthony Richardson. I, you're right. You're right. You're right. I got sucked in on that one. JVT's excitement got me got me excited too. That'll subside here in the next couple of days. But I do like Shane Steichen, and I do think that uh, Anthony Richardson has a chance to be absolutely tremendous. So you want me to mention the Raiders? We'll do it on the way back. I'll tell you one thing: the Raiders need to do. Oh, this is an absolute this offseason. Hanging at the Battleborn Broadcast Center, it's Cofield and Company. It's part of Cofield and Company. It's brought to you by our friends at uh, Circle Las Vegas. Got to get out for the UFC viewing party for UFC 298. Alex Volkanowski uh, is fighting on the card. By the way, is he pound for pound the best? I talked to Megan O'Levy last week. No. And uh, she she threw him out there. I countered with John Jones. Yeah. Who is? It's John Jones. Okay. You're very matter of fact about that. Which, by the way, there's. I'm trying to work on some confirming some stuff. He may have had quite an incident this past week. John Jones or Volkanowski? John Jones. Oh, come on. Not again, Adam. Stop. Did you see it, Damon? I didn't see it, but I know it's, that you've got a history for attacking this man. It's, hey, what's the, your problem? it's the most Bury this. hilarious yet underreported thing I've seen in a long time. All right, we'll get to it in a second. Please tell me after uh, the show. The, I can't talk about it. Oh, no. I'll get to it. Another tease. I can't talk about stuff. Uh, UFC 298 viewing party, Stadium Swim. Stadium Swim. CircleLasVegas.com is where you go to get more information and book your spot. But Volkanovski is on the card defending his uh, featherweight title belt. Again, the card is this weekend at the Honda Center in Anaheim. And you also have Henry Cejudo on the card. So, fantastic spot. Uh, as many people have told me, and I saw it firsthand, when we did shows at Stadium Swim last week. I mean, it is beautiful during the day at Stadium Swim. But, man, when the sun goes down and that screen lights up, it is spectacular. So that's coming up this weekend. If you're looking for a great spot, Circle Las Vegas is the spot to watch the UFC. Again, CircleLasVegas.com to get all your information and book your spot. So we were just talking about the Chiefs and a three-peat and who can be the Chiefs killers, the Chiefs stoppers. And Adam... Kind of jumped me on this one. You know, it's a slow build, Adam. Um, 
the team that will stop the Chiefs could be the Chiefs. So first of all, they do have to fix their tackle situation, right? Yeah. It, it's I'm not going to say it's a mess, but it's not great. Offensive tackle. Yeah, but I think, you know, Jawan Taylor actually didn't commit any penalties yesterday, so that was good. Um, I think they have they have some ability there. They weren't great this year. I think they can figure it out, and they can, you know, the interior of the line was, has been good at times. They couldn't snap yesterday, but they can figure that out. But there's they're going to have resources to do that. Okay. Uh, they're – boy, unless the guy is really loyal, and I know him and Andy Reid were hugging after the game and Jones was laying on the field. Uh, Chris Jones must leave because they can't pay him. And uh, Legereus Sneed is guaranteed he, – he's he's gone. Because someone's going to give him monster money. And how do you think the Chiefs will respond, Adam? They will basically – they'll go into the draft, and they will draft a guy who they may pick him in the fifth round. He'll be a top four cornerback in the draft because they always nail it. Yep. And he may not start right away, but he'll be ready to be at least a part-time player in for Sneed. And my point on Chris Jones, and I was just saying during the break, if it's not the Raiders, it better be like eight other teams because he's a good player. Offer him a good contract. And they want to keep him? Then make them pay. You've got multiple teams with a lot of room under the cap. Someone has to offer Chris Jones to the point where he can't say no. He cannot be with the Chiefs next year. That is irresponsible uh, on the rest of the NFL. He'll, he'll take less to stay there. I think he might take a little less. Yeah, but what if are you, you, you going to do about it? I mean, you can't, if, you, if he's not going to sign with you, you, there's nothing you can do. At least try. Right, like so often last offseason. One, one issue, because yeah. I, I, you'll probably mention Lamar, yeah, so and I, I fight back on people. You're the try. You are so pro, and I'm not me. You. There's other people that do this too. So into quote trying, you're trying is stopping the Chiefs, not winning yourself. Like try to win, not try to affect somebody else. Like you have to focus on yourself. Well, don't do it irresponsibly. But if you yeah. if you can make it, like, you could have given them more nine hundred million dollars. I, mean, I never you can't. said that. I know. I'm not saying you. I'm saying there's people that. out there that do this. You're like, no. Now you're now you're saying, hey, I don't care if we win. I just don't want them to win, which is not the way to run a franchise. He, he did not – Lamar never got – he didn't get any offers, but if Lamar never got guaranteed money for the whole contract. That's right, because that, nobody wanted to help the Ravens. That's the offer. Nobody wanted to help the Ravens by doing their bidding for them. That's the offer. The Ravens wanted somebody to set the market for them. That's what they wanted the whole time. They and, wanted and, somebody to make an and offer. And you would have gotten them to spend more money and sign a guy that they didn't want to to a guaranteed contract. I don't think they. I, I don't think the offer would have been more than what they actually ended up giving him. What did you want it to be? Seventy-five million a year guaranteed? No. What was the Sean Watson's? What two sixty-four guaranteed? Yeah. He got like one ninety. Right he, he got like one ninety guaranteed. Yeah, but he got he got I mean, he got close to what the Sean Watson got guaranteed. Total. Guaranteed money. Okay. That's it. The did Ravens it, just would have done it. Good. And they would, they'd have, they'd have to work. Now they'd have to work a little more salary cap magic moving forward. And you're right. Not, there, not really. there, it, it, there are certain teams like the Patriots. I don't know what, how they spiffed a lot of their players over the years. I mean, frankly, Belichick just told most of them to buzz off, but the Patriots had some magic in terms of working the salary cap and getting guys to work for less. And we already know Mahomes is willing to do it. He'll extend his contract out, you know, freaking until he's 48 years old, but you, you got to force their hand in other areas. So, all right. Um, what do you want to do? Halftime show or commercials? Come on. I want to go commercials first. 
Oh, really? Okay. Uh, here's Pat McAfee in a show this morning uh, talking about commercials. And I actually, I kind of like this because he went after a certain industry. For those that watch the commercials, mm -hmm. I think you can see why I refuse to work with ad agencies. Sure. Mm -hmm. Probably smart. These dudes, these are terrible at their jobs. Yeah. Okay. They have, they're spending other people's money. We're sad creative. No, you're not. You're a dip wasting other people's money. Those commercials are crop. Most of them are complete crop. They're spending $7 million. Yeah. Okay. Damon, were you let down by the commercials? A little bit, but the ones that hit, hit. I see what Pat McAfee's saying and the ads that he specifically went at, but the ones that are delivering, they're still good. Duncan? Delivered. All right, what else delivered? I the best one for me, personally, Michael Sarah. I don't know. I'm a huge Arrested Development fan, so maybe that's just what it is. What Sarah V and Michael Sarah, that commercial, his awkward humor, that really got me. But the biggest one where it's like that's what a Super Bowl ad should do was Verizon with Beyonce. Drop the bag for Beyonce. She releases a song after it. I listen to it. A nice country song, Beyonce doing country music. And you have character actor Tony Hale. He's doing what he's known doing best, supporting a strong woman like he did with Julia Louis-Dreyfus on Veep. Knocked it out of the park, Verizon. What kind of feedback? I know, Adam, you didn't get to watch commercials no. throughout the game. What and I fast-forward. What, what kind of feedback did you? Um, actually, the, there was only one thing that everybody was texting me about which was all the religious commercials. That was the only thing that people were texting me about. Here's Pat McAfee on the religious commercials. Jesus paid $14 million last year. Yeah. Maybe give that four... I'm not going to say it. But all these people are getting their feet washed. You give them $14 million. Maybe we change the world a little bit more, but Jesus works in a mysterious yeah, way. Big. But the Dunkin' Donuts one was awesome. Mm -hmm. I assume Affleck created that. Real creative, yeah. actual person with a brain. The Jesus one definitely struck a lot of people. There's no question. The washing of feet? The two of them. Yeah. Yeah. And again, it, it started to, you know, renew the the debate about tax-exempt status and that sort of thing of, uh, if that's where the money's going, maybe we should revisit this. And I think a lot of people are fired up about that. Again, I haven't seen what the actual commercials were. Uh, I have seen some of those commercials before. I don't know if they did the same ones or they made new ones. Um, but I think it's, you know, it's it's certainly hit a lot of people that those ads were on the Super Bowl. Anyone look to where some of the money they're bringing in, they're generating through their campaigns, where the money goes? No. Two commercials. Yeah. More commercials. <laughs> yeah, I would assume. I'd look it up. I mean, we know where $14 million's going. <laughs> That's commercials. Yes. Plus production costs, whatever that was. Usher halftime show. Let's go around the table. One to ten rating. Damon? Nine. Adam? That was mine. I gotta change now. I'll just go <laughs> I'll just say eight point five. We'll go with seven. As I tweeted out yesterday, the table of it was actually nine people that I asked. The average from them was a 6.75. I don't even know if I'm doing the math right. Whatever. Just under a seven. Huh. Uh, it was, I'm, let's see. There were 260 plus people. There were two 
30 somethings, five more folks, 40 to 55. Race amongst the nine. Come on. Race. <laughs> He's looking at me. Race amongst the nine, three whites. Who gave the highest score? Six African Americans. Okay. Um, no one went Gaga. Yeah, no one. No one was like a nine or a ten. Also, I feel like it was the rare instance where the people in the stadium scored higher than the people that were watching on TV. How was the sound? I, think it's usually, I was curious about that. Well, it's actually so. Usually, it's terrible. But it's also usually concerts up at the torch. Now the concert being on the field, you could hear it better. It still wasn't great. Really? We could hear it better. I'd heard the NFL like took over the stadium in terms of sound. Uh, one of our friends was part of the crew that was helping them. Yeah. Like I said, it's better. It's just weird. We're in the press box, so that sound has to get up and then kind of over and like up into the top corner of the of the building. Right. Um, so it's just it's a little different. Like I said, I love all the halftime shows during the season, but you're kind of struggling to actually hear it yesterday a little bit clearer and uh the people at the raiders told me it was because it's on the stage not because of any sound changes um but i've heard the same thing at concerts that it's not the greatest venue for concerts was it a mistake for usher to build slower at the beginning i heard this to the end i heard this today i almost i this is the criticism i heard and i heard people say (laughs) i heard somebody say coming in I didn't like that he that he went with deep tracks. There was not a deep track on there. If you if you didn't know that, you're, you're, that's your fault. But the, somebody's like, I don't like you go deep tracks and build up to like the the big the big songs at the end. No, there was but, but no you, deep tracks. But you say that you're an Usher guy. Uh, the casual audience might not all know Usher. There was not. So a, for them, it sounded like it started off slow. Wasn't there not a song that wasn't a top ten hit? I have no idea. Yeah, I'm not they, an Usher they, guy, and I definitely recognize yeah. the back end songs. I didn't recognize the front as well. I also. Um, I couldn't hear it as well where I was. We rewatched it at home, and the the beginning was a little better than I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I thought I just, I mean, I thought it was very good. You know, I I think there's a lot of times expectations of people think it's going to be the greatest show that's ever been put on, and it's it's 15 minutes of trying to jam everything you can uh, in, and he had all these all these extra people on there. I saw multiple people say it was the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. Yeah, yeah, some some people every year you get. Didn't wasn't what I thought, and it was the best ever every year. And there's a lot of the people that said it was the best ever have said it's the best ever like five years in a row. It can't I, always I, be the I, best I, ever. I don't think it was as good as it wasn't as good as L.A. No, nothing will be ever. <laughs> <laughs> Who was L.A. again? It was like every hip hop star yeah. there. That's oh yeah, the Dr. Dre, the ode, yeah. the ode to hip hop from eighties and nineties plus. I'm not going to say like like, like super <laughs> new, but it's because he's not. Kendrick Lamar was a young guy. I don't think he was from the 80s. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They threw him in. I don't think any of them were from the 80s. Like Eminem was late 90s. When did uh, NWA Dr. come together? Dre, yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe yeah. I'm saying I'm thinking whatever, 89, it was 91. I thought Usher was great. I think when it comes to performance – that's what it's like. Oh, he performed. He put on a show. He just didn't go out there and you know, yeah, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play the hits, the roller skates. I think for a national audience, people who aren't familiar with the residency show, that had to be cool to see. I had no idea that I had no idea that he was, that was his thing. Yeah. And and I mean the other thing is uh, the risk of putting on roller skates in like 15 seconds and not breaking your ass because you know you didn't put them on the right way. Yeah. 
I mean, it was, it was, and yeah, and even what's if, his background with roller skating? Just loves it. Really? Yeah. Okay. Did he have? Did he have his party at the skating rink a couple years ago? His okay. birthday party? What? A, a, and he got into a fight with Chris rink? Brown. Yeah, he got into a fight with Chris Brown. Oh, there. Come on. I was going to mention it's always that Chris part. Brown. You know, you, that, now, now I'm out. It's always Chris Brown. Uh, and I thought the cameos were done really well. The collaborations were done yeah, well. I, I like so. the way they brought out Lil John. Well, I know Will some, I am. I know some Ludacris. people. Some people may not like one of the things that he said about the collaborations, but well, I thought it? it was great because people said, "Well, why didn't you have Bieber? Bieber was there. He's your guy. Why was he up there?" And he said, "Essentially, I'm, look, I'm, I'm say saying it. this. Just say it." He said, "No whites," yeah. which I'm with. <laughs> he bec- and, and for the reason he said, "Look." This is a the biggest opportunity of my life. There's a lot of people that came before me that were my idols and my role models who weren't allowed to perform anywhere. And if they were, they had to sneak in the back door and they weren't allowed to, you know, they weren't allowed to stay after. They weren't allowed to enjoy the experience. They weren't allowed to be you know, the same citizens. And those are the people that I looked up to. And so with my opportunity, I wanted to give an opportunity to people of color. And if you hate that, sorry. But I thought that was that was something. And look, he he's he would have probably had Bieber there and he's been cool with Bieber forever. But I think that was a, look, it meant something to him and whether you like that or not, or agree with it or not, like it was meaningful to him. And that's what he wanted to do. He wanted to open the door for other people uh, like him. So I, I'm fine with it. Somebody to love I'm, just doesn't make the cut for me anyways. What was that? Somebody to love just doesn't make the cut. If we're just talking about, Hey, this is sure, an usher yeah. hit. I mean, it's, it's great. It would have been cool to see him up there and he was in the building. Got everybody, even people that didn't make the Jumbotron or make the broadcast were there. I, I couldn't believe it. I thought Alicia Keys was good. When she threw off that cape. Oh, mama. Yes, good for her. I actually thought she was, and I love Alicia Keys. I thought it was maybe the most disappointing part of it. Why? Uh, well, I mean, it was very, it was very quick. And again, you, you got to move on. But it's right. like, all right, hey, sing, sing this little bit and then move on. Like, all right. Again, I feel like I love the guest stars, but at the same time, there's so little time to do it that it, it becomes, you know, you're like you're almost like you're just wedging them in. Like, here she is. Now she's gone. Did you guys see the joke that Kyle Hamilton made on Twitter? The, sorry, and the fact that we didn't get you make me wanna, which I knew we wouldn't, but God, that would have been great. That was the joke. Same girl. Come on. It's no same girl um, featuring an artist that we can no longer mention. On other people there, I'm not familiar. And this is away from the halftime. I'm not familiar with Ice Spice and her hand signals, which is this the a return? Demonic, demonic hand signals? Yeah, is this a return to Satan? I don't think so. Satan? You sure? Did you do a church lady reference? I did do one, yeah. Wow. I, I don't say Satan very often on the air, so I wanted to do it. Were those hand signals of the devil worship, Ralph? I don't think so. You sure? I'm not sure, but I don't think so. And I really who is she? Couldn't care less. Is she bigger than she's, uh, she's Taylor, sex, Taylor's sexy Taylor's red? Uh, I, yeah, she is. She's uh, bigger than sexy red, definitely. Uh, also, that was Ice Spice is who, if you remember, Taylor and Travis showed up to SNL because of Ice Spice being Taylor, one of her very best friends. Oh, wow. She was performing on SNL that night. That's why they were there. And then they made the cameos last second when they were – if you, if you watch that episode, they didn't actually do anything. 
Like they were just there. Travis just popped into a sketch and then Taylor introduced Ice Spice to, uh, to perform. And they were like, well, they didn't, they're like, why don't you have the lines? Well, we literally, like five minutes before the show, they're like, do you want to just come on on stage at some point? But yeah, it's because Ice Spice was performing. That's why they were there. She's, she's tight with it. Uh, the NFL will have to flip this whole thing next year in New Orleans. So Cowboy Cotton, how do they build this around country and who do they put up front? If it's going to be anybody country, it's got to be Chris Stapleton. No, he did the national anthem. You're wrong. Come on, there's an obvious answer to this. What new music dropped yesterday? She can't do it. A new country artist. She can't do it. Yes, she can. She's got to let somebody else get some shine. No, she's a new artist now. Beyonce is now a country artist. That's not flipping the whole thing. It is. That's not. Yes, it is. Darius Rucker's not allowed. If she does a country album. Who's the other guy? Kane Brown. Nope. Completely flip it. It's a new country act. I, I'm sorry. It, it's the Midwest and the South have to get theirs. Texas Hold'em is a good have, song. I listened to the single. They could have Jelly Roll. Uh, I I like the roll, but everyone sang live last night? Yesterday? It seemed like. I mean, Usher was sweaty. So yeah, I he assume was. he was actually singing. Jelly Roll. He's, he, he seems like a good story. He can't. He really can't sing live. Well, the obvious thing is Taylor, right? That's what I was thinking, but... But that's not flipping it completely. It is. In the I mean, way that honestly, you are suggesting, it is. Flipping it completely is Morgan Wallen is near the top of the card. That's flipping it completely. Can't do he it. Had some, he had some choice language a couple of years ago that he sure, got sure he got a banish for a, a grand total of two weeks. Cancel. Helped him even more. He, he didn't get canceled because he was back after two weeks. There's a lot of, you're right. It did help him even more. Real quick, no, I hung out with people, someone. Real quick, I hung out with someone, and he who, said, I, was li- I listen to him more yeah. now. I was like, oh, were you a no, big fan before the incident? And he was like, nah, no, not really. I just wanted to support no. him. No, there's a lot of people that only Yes, him. there's a lot of people that only listen to him and only support him because of that. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag. Don't touch it. Don't even look at it. Only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave. Grab bag. Grab bag time, Damon. It's presented by Treasure Island. We're going to be down at TI Golden Circle Sportsbook and Bar on Friday. So time is short. That was a breakout performance this weekend by UNLV. Not in that they beat New Mexico because for some reason they can always beat them. They've won four or five down there, uh, 10 of 11 overall. Deion Thomas was awesome. He was awesome. 38 minutes, two turnovers, and... Worst of all for New Mexico, Jalen House, who is like a 15th year senior, tried to speed him up and overplayed everything, and Deion Thomas destroyed him. And I will tell you, there was a moment in the game here where, and as a little guy, I watch these things, where Jalen House scored on Deion Thomas at the Thomas and Mac and gave the too small sign. Who was too small on Saturday? Jalen House. 6-1 point guard posting up constantly. And he actually suckered the refs and house into a foul uh, with a post up from like 16 feet on the baseline. Like, what are you doing? And he got sucked in on that one. That was great. Player of the week. Yes. He was tremendous. Absolutely tremendous. Uh, Big week coming up. Got to take care of business at Fresno. Right? Can't stumble. They've had a tough time over the years at Fresno. I'll go back to D-Don for a second. 
Damon, who should be the freshman of the year in the Mountain West Conference? Dion, what are we talking about? Exactly. It's not even a question. Uh, JT Toppin, who's on New Mexico, has been great. He's averaging 13 points and about nine rebounds and a couple of blocks. Are we going to compare a guy as an inside player to a point guard, a freshman point guard in this league? I don't. I don't even see. I don't see outside of Atino. I don't see how one coach would not give Dion if he continues on this path. The freshman of the year, point guard versus inside player. They will. No, they will. There's no way. Why would they? No, I'm saying he's going to. Dion's going to get it. Oh, no, he's, he's going to get it. Okay, I thought yeah. you. Were, I thought yeah. you were going to say a bunch of guys are going to vote for JT no, Toppin. They don't. I mean, coaches are dumb, but they're not that dumb. They're not that dumb. All right. Thanks to Battleborn Injury Lawyers, Battleborn Broadcast Center was the uh, home for the show today. Devon, great job back in studio. For Adam, it's Cofield. We'll see you.